Welcome back to the City Rev Life Podcast. My name is Tati, and I am here with Pastor Josh Slaughterback. Hello. And we are in a series called What's the Difference, where we talk about different faiths and how we can approach people. And these people can be, you know, your friends, family members, coworkers, and you as a Christian may feel like, oh, we disagree. And, you mm. know, we, we can't find common ground. And how do, how do I talk to this person? How do mm-hmm. I be friends with this person? So in this series, we really wanted to dive into what those different faiths are and how we can approach them. So if you didn't get a chance to listen into the first episode, we kind of talked a lot about just the demeanor demeanor and goal that we have when having these discussions. We want to remember that we want to approach these people with love, respect. We don't want to combat them against what they're saying. We want to come with open hands, open hearts, and just listening Mm -hmm. ears. So Josh, why don't you go ahead? Let's dive right in. Why don't you tell me and define what a Jehovah's Witness is and what it looks like to be a Jehovah's Witness? Yeah, so we're gonna be talking about Jehovah's Witness today, obviously, and it's um, it's a it's a bit of a tricky conversation because at the surface there's a lot of similarities, and yeah. I love how you brought it up earlier. Um, we're we're not trying to necessarily convert them. Right. Um, it's not something that can hinder a friendship. We want to have relationships with people, um, and when someone says they're Jehovah's Witness they might even identify also as Christian, Mm. that they're just a branch of Christianity. And so sometimes you'll go about your merry way on a friendship, which is great. You don't don't want that to hinder anything. But then next thing you know, a doctrinal issue comes up or um, something is preached at their church and they invite you to it and you hear about it or they come to yours and they want and they hear from our pastor what's being preached from the pulpit and there's some differences there and confusion starts to uh, arise and so Jehovah's Witnesses is, is, is a tricky one because yeah. of that um, and you might have met some I know I have right. even recently um, <laughs> on Saturday mornings they've been knocking on our door um, evangelizing and they are the sweetest people yeah I mean for sure. there's these it's a it's an elderly couple and then there's a, a third lady that's joined them a couple times, I think is, is getting trained up. Um, and they, I know their names. They know our <laughs> names. They know my little daughter, Aria's name. They love, they love seeing her every time they knock on the door. They look forward to seeing her behind me. And then she comes and <laughs> says hello to them. So like we're, we've befriended these people that have come by. And I've had conversations with them. And we don't disagree at any point in our conversation. Yeah. Like they're telling me about the scripture. They're telling me about the Bible, the old Testament, the new Testament. They're talking about Jesus. They're telling me about their, their app that has um, all these biblical resources. And and I'm just enjoying the conversation and, and kind of waiting, expecting there to be something that I disagree with. Like almost like I'm, I'm I've got my, my sword ready. <laughs> right. My sword is in my Bible. Like <laughs> I'm ready to disagree with you and come <laughs> swinging back at you. Um, because I know my Bible, right? No, I just, the conversation was great. And I never had a disagreement with them at all. And they left and that's happened multiple times. Now we've never gotten to a point where we disagree. So you really have to dive into it and understand what they believe. And, and you, when you do, you come to realize there's a lot underneath the surface that's very different. Um, and it, it does have a massive impact on their belief system. And if, if I'm being honest, I think there's a lot of contradiction in what they believe. And I'll get more into that in a moment. Um, so just to start with the basics, some of their beliefs, um, they do believe in the inerrancy of Scripture. They have the Old Testament. They have the New Testament. 
Um, they d- haven't added to it. They haven't taken away um, a couple translation transa- uh, translation. Sorry, I don't know why I can't say that word. A uh, few differences there, but nothing major. Bible-wise, it's the same. Yes, they've got the same Bible, but there's a few. Here's some of the major differences. Uh, they don't believe in the uh, deity of Christ. So okay. they do not believe that Jesus is God. Okay. Which means they also don't believe in the Trinity. Mm. And what we believe as Christians is that God is, uh, ultimately he is God, right? But then he is also the Holy Spirit. He is also Jesus Christ. Um, that is, makes up the Trinity. So they don't believe in that at all. They also have some very interesting um, beliefs revolving around heaven. Okay. Um, they believe that there's only 144,000 people that will actually get to dwell with God in heaven and that the rest will get to uh, a new earth. So by our terminology, it'd be like they're still getting to heaven, but they're not dwelling with God. So they'd be separate from God, those other thousands of people. Which our belief would be to dwell with God is heaven. Um, There is a new heaven and new earth that's talked about in Revelation, but they kind of separate the two. Um, And the reason why they do that is because in Revelation, it talks about the 144,000 witnesses, and they're taking that very literally and saying that's who Mm. is going to be and dwell with God in heaven. So we we don't have time to go into all of that, but (laughs) that is one of their beliefs, and it's a major difference from ours, certainly. Um, And that they believe if you are obedient, if you follow God's law, that you will be one of those people that gets to make it into the new earth and or if you are one of the lucky few make it into the new heaven wow um if you think about it, 144,000 people it's not a lot not a lot at all especially when you're talking about the last 2,000 years right. plus prior to jesus right we probably surpassed that number already if, if that's the oh, truth yeah there's millions and millions of, of believers right so Definitely a major difference there. And because they don't believe in the deity of Christ, they actually believe Jesus is more of like, uh, very similar to the archangel Michael. That he Do you want to explain that a little bit? Yeah, so Michael is an angel that appears in scripture. Um, And so they're, but they're basically saying by putting him alongside an angel is that he is, uh, he is from heaven, but he is not the son of God. He is not God, which if we're hearing that as Christians, as Bible-believing Christians, our, we've got red flags immediately there, right, right? right? Because what we know to be true is, well, Jesus died on the cross for our sins, right? Um, so wouldn't that taint his sacrifice? Right, that would change our whole our whole like belief system. It would. They don't, they, they still think Jesus died for our sins, but that he didn't rise again. That his sacrifice, because he's not God, he didn't, rise again from from the grave right and so he is his sacrifice there comes into question even though they still believe he did die on the cross for our sins and so when it comes to talking to them um i think you you nailed it tati and i think we've been talking about that in the prior uh podcast um we want to approach them with love yeah we want to approach them with um the the word i would use is open-handedness mm-hmm Look, if if what we believe is the truth and we stand on God's word, then we're not afraid to have a conversation with somebody of a different belief. Yeah. They believe they've got the truth too. And so what should happen is 
hey, let's sit down and figure this out together because we want to know the truth. Right. No one wants to believe a lie. So let's just talk about it. And if if they're willing, if you know personally a Jehovah's Witness that's willing to talk, I would welcome the opportunity to just, hey, let's just let's just challenge this this idea of Jesus being God. Yeah. It might be difficult even for you and I, like if you said, Hey, show me Jesus is God in scripture, I, I'd be like, Well, I need to let me let me sit down. Let me sit down. I can think of a couple of passages where it's talking about it, but like to to give a defense for that. Right. You have to you prepare know, yourself. Yeah. And so it might be good for you to do that if you are close with someone who's in Jehovah's Witness preemptively, you know, to to make sure you're prepared. But also don't be afraid to say, you know what? Like, I don't know that I know that can I get back to you and tell someone who's Jehovah's witness? Like, like, let me go and research that. Let's reach out, let's research that together. Yeah. Let's, let's look into see what the scripture believes. Cause that's, what's so neat about their belief. We both believe that the Bible is inerrant, mm. that the Bible is true. So that's half the battle. If you both believe the Bible is true, then let's go look and see what it says. Yeah. Obviously, there's reasons why they believe that Jesus is not God, so they're they're reading something differently than we are there. Yeah. But when you dive dive back into it, it's just to me you can't argue with the way the entire New Testament talks about Jesus oh, for and sure. how he is God and his sacrifice was the one true sacrifice for us all, which they wouldn't argue with. But the fact that he is God makes a major difference. So open-handedness. Um, I would encourage to ask lots of questions. Um, sometimes it's wise to not get into the weeds, so to speak. Yeah. Um, all the nitty gritty details that, you know, they start talking about some small facet that stems off of one of their beliefs. And now you find yourself arguing over that. That's just never healthy. Um, especially when you're talking about people of other faiths. Um, but with Jehovah's witness, keep what's, important, important, keep what's major, major, um, focus on those things. And then also remember, and this is, this is good for, um, any conversation with people of other, uh, religion and faith. The burden of proof is not always on us. Mm. I think because we always talk about being prepared to have a defense, which is good and healthy. Yeah. We think we always have to be on defense, right? We don't always have to have the answer. Yes. We don't always have to have the answer. And we also can say, can you prove to me in scripture that Jesus isn't God? Hmm. Let them answer the question. We don't always have to be. Right. The burden of proof isn't always solely on us. It's good for us to feel it, so that way we feel pushed and inclined to go and research and learn for ourselves, because we want to know why we believe what we believe as well. But we can always bring it back to them. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's really interesting. I, I never knew any of that regarding like their distinctions between, you know, Christianity and Jehovah's Witness. I think you answered my question. I was going to say, why, why that number go on, why only 144,000 go into heaven and mm-hmm. knowing that, you know, that is in revelation, but the interpretation of what it's saying is just, it's crazy how we can all interpret things differently. And, um, just, just like it, that was just shocking to me. And, um, I think that's really important what you said, you know, um, not putting that pressure on yourself to know everything, Mm -hmm. but I cannot imagine, you know, um, if I had a friend that was a Jehovah's witness, the pressure they feel because they do talk about, you said that, um, if you're obedient on earth, you'll have a perfect health and live forever on the new earth. Like that pressure of, I have to be perfect. I have to be obedient. I have to follow everything to Mm -hmm. a T that 
that can be probably really overwhelming for them. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's, that's really interesting. Um, Do you have any other like advice or tips that you would say for um, having these conversations? Yeah. I I think we've talked about it in prior podcasts as well. Making that gospel connection or that gospel bridge, because that's really what ultimately is the most important. It's about Jesus. And you're right. Some of their beliefs kind of lean towards a works-based faith. Yeah. They wouldn't say that they are, but then again, they do act and function like it because of some of their beliefs, such yeah. as going door to door and witnessing. Right. Or um, feeling the pressure that they want to be that 144,000. Yeah. Like, I need to act a certain way to be even allowed mm-hmm. in to dwell with God, which is crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to bridging it to the gospel, like I think we can have a lot of admiration for them. They believe yeah. in the inerrancy of scripture and they are so determined to follow God's law and to and they, they truly do love God's word. Yeah. I feel like when I've I've talked to them, there's a lot that I can learn from them. You right, know, I yeah. want to have that sense of urgency um, when it comes to following after what God has for me. Yeah. Like that's really special. Um and so when you're talking to them about the gospel and you're trying to bridge the conversation start there start with what the bible says about jesus and um you know let them know that jesus's sacrifice for them was far greater than they could even imagine yeah you know they're falling back into this works-based faith because they're they're not i think i could go as far to say as they're devaluing Christ's sacrifice for us Mm. and they need to hear no look you it's so good that you are pursuing God and you're trying to honor him with your life and to live out the way he's called you to live that's so great but he's he's already accomplished everything and more you could possibly do on the cross yeah for sure that would be so relieving for a Jehovah's Witness to hear yeah. that, that Jesus has done it all. He's paid for it all on the cross. And there's true uh, forgiveness of sins and grace upon them through Jesus's sacrifice. And that they have, through Jesus, the opportunity to go to heaven and spend eternity with God. Yeah, yeah. And and that's what we see in Scripture. That's what we see in the New Testament, which is the same New Testament that they have. Right. And so it's an easy conversation to have to say, hey, let's open up the New Testament and dive in this into this together and figure out what the Bible says about Jesus and who he is and what he means to us. That's great. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Josh, for teaching us all about this, for explaining it. I really learned a lot. And I hope all the listeners out there that you've learned something new um, and being able to explore these other faiths and see where, where our differences are, but also how we can bridge those differences and how we can talk through them. So thank you so much for listening to the City Rev Life podcast, and we hope to see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the City Rev Life podcast. Feel free to subscribe and leave a rate and review. And we love it when you share it with your friends on social media. So don't forget to tag us at cityrev.church. If you're interested in more resources, download our City Rev Church app and follow us on social media. Thank you so much and have a great day.